Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Hello, everybody. Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and this is episode 12 of One on One on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And today with me, I have New York Jet, George Campbell. George, how you doing, brother? Doing good, my guy. Doing good. <laughs> hey, man, guy, it looks looking nice outside right now. Nice. And is it breezy out there where you at? Yeah, uh, down here in Osmar. Yeah, it's a little... It's a little sunny, you know, it's been good weather. We had a little rain here and there, but it ain't too bad. It's been good weather, but, you know, can't get out, so. Man, it's been raining all week where we, uh, where we are here in Virginia. It's been raining all week. Today, the sun came out just a little bit, and then it changed his mind. <laughs> so, right back to the rain. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, it's been out down here. It's definitely been out. It's been a lot of beach days, you know, so when the beach opened up, a lot of people, that's the first spot everybody went. They didn't care about the restaurants or the shops. <laughs> yeah. it went to the beach, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to lie to you. It's getting to that type of weather where it's like I'm, re- I'm, I'm starting to feed the beach myself. But, you know, hopefully in August when things get a little bit better, we'll be able to head down to the beach. Exactly. All right. So, George, we're going to get this thing started here on One on One. And I'm going to start it the way I start off with all of my guests that I've had so far. Got to check in on you, brother. See how things have been. So how have things been for you during COVID? How have you been handling and all that stuff? And, of course, how have you been handling everything that's been going on with uh, George Floyd, the riots, the protests, the unrest in the country, the heightened tension of racism? How have you handled all of that here in this wild three months that we've had? You know, it's definitely been a wild one, like you said. It's been real wild, um, you know, as far as, like, the coronavirus and COVID. Um, I've just been in a situation where I try and limit myself, you know, around a lot of people that I'm around. but I also try to make sure I'm doing what I need to do to to stay in shape for, you know, that that call once we get the report to camp. Um, you know, so the virus definitely kind of it touches up a little things around my life because, right. you know, it closed down a lot of gyms, a lot of fields. So, you know, there's a point where, like, for a week straight, I couldn't go to the field because the fields were closed from the counties and, you know, just the reg- regulations that they had out. Right. Um, you know, but being able to now maneuver around it, um, it's made my life a lot better. Um, I'm able to work out, able to go on bike rides, you know, kind of making things sweeter for myself. But as far as the protesting and, you know, the George Floyd situation, um, you know, that's a tough situation because uh, that could have been me or you. Um, right, you know, right. Any of us could have been in that situation. Um, any of our families could have been back in that situation as well. Um, but, you know, it's tough. Um, and for me, I want to be able to use my platform, not just globally, but, in my community as well, you know, a lot of people step up and the first thing they say is um, a social media post and, oh, I'm going to get back to this foundation or I'm going to get back to such and such. But in all actuality, 
why aren't you, you know, giving back to, you know, the roots or, you right. know, somewhere where you feel like you grew up at? Because I feel like that's what's bigger than just a social media post, um, you know, a blackout poster, you know, and no disrespect to any of the social media posts, you know, because people are doing it for good causes. But I just feel like in my instance and, and with my impact, I want to be able to use my platform more than just a social media or more than just a, a post for me to say, I'm sending my condolences. I want to show that I'm sending my condolences by helping the next black person um, inside my community uh, get better and, and to know how to at, at, basically attack these situations. Um, right. You know, how to respond when you got the cops pulling you over. Uh, you know, a lot of people are not taught that. And when you're young and being black, the first thing you always taught is, you know, you don't like the police or the police is bad. But in all actuality, not all police are bad. Um, you know, I've encountered a lot of good police officers, so I can't really speak and say all oh, police officers are bad. But don't get me wrong, there's bad ones out there. So you just got to know how to really use that platform and, and use it to your advantage. Yeah, I think that a lot of people uh, look at the fact right now, no matter if you see somebody in blue or you see somebody that is a police officer, the first thing you think of is, man, this guy, whatever. But I, I, same boat as you. I have, I have family members that are police officers, my great uh my great great uncle was a police officer you know my i mean i've just known uh, so many people my um, couple of cousins that are police officers but guys that i know from my heart are good exactly. people and, and it's exactly. hard to say that every cop you know it's just like saying every black person steals we don't all steal <laughs> you know it's, it's, so it's this, it's the same thing so yeah. i just hope that you know we get to the point where we can all you know be together as uh you know as as one but also start, people start to recognize that, you know, we're not second class citizens. That goes for us, that goes for Latino people, that goes for Asians, that we are all, we're all here and not just yeah, that. Exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm with you on that. Like you said, man, first thing people think when they see somebody in blue, you know, is either to run or hide. And like I was on Twitter and I seen a little video that kind of, been going around I guess it went viral but uh it was a kid playing basketball a young black kid playing basketball in his yard right and uh, the car was coming by and the first thing he did instead of kept playing basketball or you know maybe just look first thing he did was hit behind the car you know so that's the type of stuff that you want to you know you just want to be able to bring awareness into your community with it and right. for me in my instance my community uh you know is really good and I can honestly say the police officers the you know the mayor everybody that are involved. Um, they definitely want to make a, a big step forward and to let the community know that they're here to help. So I'm really thankful for those guys down here in my community. And, and you know, from here forward, I just plan on using it in a good way. That's awesome. I mean, I, I can't wait to see all of that happen, man. And I guess the same here. I just want to bring goodness and just bring positivity and just change the culture. And it seems like we're getting there, getting to that point. You know, uh, so I'm glad that we're starting to get some recognition on that. Yeah, now, definitely do. So let's talk a little bit about football, man. Let's talk about that, that, that heart and soul that you have in your heart there of football. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, when, when did you say, man, football is life for me? Do you remember that moment when you said, man, I, I need football in my life no matter what? Do you remember that moment? Uh, you know, in that case, I got two moments. Uh, when I was younger, I always had people telling me, like, you know, yeah, this kid, you know, you can be good. You got potential a lot. You know, the normal spill you get when you play a little league football and, you know, you're having a good year or whatever. Um, but then once I got to my freshman year of high school, 
I, you know, I was playing, basically I was playing defense. Um, I started off as defense. I always wanted to play offense. I always thought I was a running back. Uh, and, you know, I always thought I was like a running back, quarterback type of guy. Um, played a little bit of receiver, but right. when I first got to high school, the first thing they did was put me on defense. And for me, I'm looking at them like, y'all must be crazy. You know, like, <laughs> y'all put me on a whole other position. You know, I never played. I'm coming from Little League and stuff, and I'm just playing offense. I never – I played defense, but it wasn't the primary position I was going in for. Right. And uh, so the first year I get there and playing playing defense, I played – actually, I played – I want to play. I was that linebacker at the time. You know, mm-hmm. freshman, small guy playing linebacker, and uh, I was getting embarrassed. I'm talking about it was bad. <laughs> they won't treat you bad, were they? <laughs> and they was doing. I'm talking about they was doing me dirty. But mind you, I'm a freshman, so I got all the older guys, the coaches and stuff. They like, yeah, you know, just let it go. You know, so about midway through the season, I asked to get on offense. Um, finally, get on offense. My first time getting on offense. I just tell, I'm mad already because it's that build up. <laughs> They've been so treating like, you bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, they've been doing me on defense, pulling me at linebacker. I'm skinny. I'm just a tall, scrawny kid just playing linebacker. And, you know, my first play on offense, uh, you know, I get out there, we run a go ball, and I ended up catching it. I think I scored. Uh, I got close to scoring. But it was like from that moment right there, like, I knew that, like, when I went to the sideline, I'm like, yeah, something different. <laughs> you play defense and – you know, now you're playing offense and you're doing this. And that's when I realized, like, you know, I can really take this serious. And, you know, I could do something big. I thought I realized I could play more than one position. And then from there, I just started playing, like, DN and safety. And, you know, I just was able to basically find my, like, basically find my leverage of where I wanted to be at and, and know I could make plays. So my high school, starting high school, that's when I was just like, yeah, I know what I can do. Now. I got this. <laughs> yeah, you, you know get, what I mean? You're giving like, me my opportunity now, and I'm ready to roll. <laughs> you know, it's like when you come in and, like, you're the quiet guy in the room, you know, and you're doing your job and you're good at it, and then they ask you to do something else, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I really do. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I've been waiting for this. Let, let me shine. You know, it's one of those situations, yeah, and, and once I got it, I'm like, oh, yeah, nah, yeah, like, I can do this, so. Let me, you know, let me continue to do it. Yeah, it's one of those situations like that. Awesome, awesome. And now, you know, you know, you had an opportunity to play at, at two really good universities uh, when you were in college at Florida State for the first three years, and then you finished off, um, or maybe four years, and then you finished off at uh, at West Virginia. Now, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your college experience, and was there anything that you would change uh, about your time in college? Man. College, man, that's like, that's the best experience you can have. I mean, I mean you probably know it too. Uh, right. I feel like for anybody, when you go off to college, for me, it was it was like I wanted to be in Florida. You know, I was a Florida boy. I want to go where the Florida boy is going. We all going to bring that swag to one school. Um, it was one of those situations. And at Florida State, we had a good class coming in my class. So being able to say, oh, I'm home, but I'm also away, it was a good experience for me because I was able to experience being out on my own away from home, but also I'm only four hours away. But as far as like the experience itself, man, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, I built relationships that to this day, um, you know, I could pick up the phone and call any one of those guys and right. we could pick up like we just was at practice yesterday. Uh, you know, so the connections you build throughout the years is, is tremendous, but I can say like, as far as changing nothing, I probably wouldn't change anything because my journey was a, it was a unique journey. Um, it was different. Most guys honestly probably wouldn't go through half the things that I did. Um, you know, a punk in a Florida state injured, 
Um, honestly, shoot, you asked me for first three years injured, hurt. Um, right. You know, even playing through some of the injury, um, you know, and then having to sit out and miss some time and then bouncing back and still kind of being down on the low end of everything and right. getting to West Virginia. And there it is where I'm able to reach the top again. Um, you know, so it was, it was a really unique experience for me because I was able to learn a lot as a young guy um, coming in and, you know, you're a five-star, you got this, you got all the hype behind you. And right. immediately I was humble, um, you know, and from that day forward, ever since I was hurt, um, you know, I never, I said, I've never been the same as far as my ego and, and just how I am. Um, I've always been humble, but I think when I got hurt, it kind of, it let me back up a little bit. And instead right. of always talking, I'm always listening. I'm more so a listener now, more so than a talker. Um, I always like to listen to things because, in that time, that's all I could do. Um, you know, I was a mental learning type of guy at the time where I was sitting back looking at everybody else and observing and, and teaching myself things that, you know, I had to learn being that I was out. Um, and once I got to West Virginia, all of that ended up helping me, um, being able to get up there, be humble, uh, you know, just be a team player, a coachable guy. And it just made my experience go from being here just to, through the roof. Um, and that was another spot where I built more great listeners. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, like I said, some people don't get an opportunity to go to one university. And you get, yeah, a, chance exactly. to, and you get a chance to go to two uh, really good universities. Uh, now, of course, you know, your playing career uh, and, and college ends and everybody gets excited for the draft. The draft was a completely different thing this year with it being a virtual draft. And unfortunately, you didn't get drafted, but you did get signed uh, by the Jets as an undrafted free agent. Uh, do you feel like that you have a chip on your shoulder as an undrafted free agent having to prove yourself? And I guess my second part of that question is, is I guess, why did you choose the Jets? Or did you have other options or the Jets were just who you felt like you that, that was the best part for you? Uh, that chip on my shoulder, I'm always having. Uh, I feel like when you're in a sport like this and, mm-hmm. and in, in the NFL and the business that it is, it's different from college. You know, you can come into college and have a chip on your shoulder and, you know, be the, one of the best guys and get favoritism. In the league, it's all business, right. you know. So um, all you want to come in with that chip on your shoulder, like, you know, I'm here to compete. I'm here to make guys next to me better. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm here to also, you know, earn my spot, earn a job. But at the same time, as far as – competing in that chip, you got to have it because that's going to fill up the next man to make you push yourself harder. So the more you guys competing, the more you going at it with guys, I feel like the more it's going to make you, you know, the player that you want to be or the player that you got the potential to be. Um, and then just the situation at the Jets, it, to me, honestly, I think was the best decision. Um, I had other options, um, other teams that I could have chosen from, but just knowing the coaching staff and the culture that the Jets were trying to bring and right. just being able to talk with those guys, the vets and stuff, it, it's a room that is truly unique and special. And I can definitely say, like, it's a year that I'm looking forward to because I can tell that I'm on a team full of great guys. Yeah, you're going to get an opportunity uh, to go with one of the young guns in the sport with Sam Darnold. So exactly. it's, it'll be, you'll get a chance to see – uh, that going that mean the Jets have uh, some really good talent on that team. So it's going to be interesting to see how you guys kind of click together once you can get on the field. I know you can't wait. I, I know mean, you can't man. wait. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun, man. And like you said, Sam, uh, you know, that's a gunslinger for real. Uh, that man got a tremendous arm, but 
just that whole offense in general. You know, you got Le'Veon and you got that O-line. So it's going to be real fun. Like you say, you just can't wait to really actually get on the field with those guys and, and to be able to put it all together in one piece. Awesome, awesome, man. So now we come to the segment of the show. This is my favorite segment of the show. I've had fun so far doing this segment because I always try to see if I can trip somebody up just a little bit. Not a lot of bit. Just, just if I can get them a little bit to see if I can get them thinking. This is always my favorite part. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the George Campbell edition of Quick Ones. Let's go. George, are you ready, my friend? Let's do it. All right. So first one I got for y'all. It might be a little easy. It might be a little tougher. We'll go with this one here. Best DB you have ever matched up against? Best DB ever matched up against Jalen Ramsey. Ah, uh, okay, okay, I, I can see I that. You gotta think about yeah, that. Yeah, think one. about that one. Okay, you know, one in the game, <laughs> even though it wasn't in game, it was in practice. Uh, you know, just just how he played. Yeah, he he the best one overall I've ever seen and go against. Okay, okay, good start, good start. Favorite game you've ever played in as a player? Favorite game you've ever played in as a player? Kansas State last year. Kansas was, State last year. Yeah, that was that was a big game right there. I think, and it wasn't even my my overall performance because don't get me wrong, I had a good game, but mm-hmm. that was more so the whole team. It was one of those games where we needed it, and and the team right. came through last last second interception to seal the game. It it was one of those games that we truly needed, and for our team to get it, that was one that I think was my favorite game because you could just see the momentum of the team. Yeah, our college atmosphere and crowd and all that stuff, it, it, it's another level. Uh, being at, Yeah, it's different. It's another it's level. special, I, man. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to cover both, you know, pro and college, and there's something about a college game. Uh, not saying the pro games are not good, but there's something about a college game and that crowd and the, and the, and the energy. And it's like, it's the, the momentum of it. I feel like it's the momentum because in the NFL, it's more so, I feel like sometimes when a dude get a pick, it might right. be a star, so everybody be like, we expected that. You right. know, in college, don't nobody really know about a lot of the players unless you're a big-known player. So right. it makes the game more exciting when you got things like that are going and then the momentum changing. It get real it get real different in them college atmospheres. Okay, okay, all right. So far, so good. We are two in. Let's see how you're doing this one. Sport yes, that you secretly love? Track. Track, okay. All right, I like this. I like this. So were you a track star in school? Yeah, so actually I was a um, – shoot, to be real with you, I think I was one of the only three-sport athletes at my school besides two, or one other guy actually, one other guy. So it's two of us. Um, and I actually did basketball, track, and football. Um, and basketball was one of them low-key sports. I mean, yeah, I was, yeah, on yeah. The, I was on one of the number one AU uh, basketball teams in the country at one point. Hey. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, between basketball and track, it had to be track, though. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, now here we go. I got two heavy hitters for you. First one I got for you, top three movies in your arsenal. Friday. Okay, Friday. All About the Benjamins. Okay. And Money Heist. Oh, okay. All right. Now, that's, wait a minute. That's Money Heist with, uh, what's my girl name? Uh, the girl from Precious. Is that, is that the Money Heist we talking about? Yes, yeah. Is she... That is no, no, no. I'm talking about the one with um, hey, Chris Tucker. Oh, oh, okay. I got you now. I got you now. When he, when he in the helicopter and he like, uh, you drop me down there. My cousin then when they yeah, when they <laughs> the dude out of prison. I do. I remember that. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, when they break the dude out of prison, whatever, and he uh stuck with him. 
Okay, so you guys, so you got a little bit of an Ice Cube, you got a Chris Tucker thing going on there. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, that. I feel like, I feel like all movies with like Ice Cube, Dave Chappelle, uh, Morgan Freeman, Samuel, and Denzel, you can't beat a movie with them, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't go wrong. It's, it's usually going to be solid. You're not going to get, you're not going to get be, no garbage. <laughs> it's going to be a funny behind movie, man. I'm telling you, you're going to laugh the whole movie. <laughs> all right, last one. Worst candy bar you've ever tasted? Ooh, Milky Way. Milky Way? Uh, you know, I can agree with you. All right, so I'm going to say the worst that I've tasted. But I will say that I feel like Milky Way has no substance. It's just whatever the, the nougat stuff is and the, and the caramel. Yeah, and it I got mean, that nasty aftertaste, though. Yeah, like I, if you go in the store, you're like, Darrell, you got three choices, this, this, and that. I am not. I promise you, Milky Way is not on my list. There's no way. There's no way that I'm, I'm going the, with Milky Way. Um, what about the freaking uh, the peanut butter one? Uh, dang, what them things called? Uh, not Reese's, right? Look, no, nah, heck, no, nah, not nah. Reese's. Is it like butter? Is it what is it like butter? Um, Butterfingers. Yeah, Butterfingers. You like Butterfingers? I mean, you know, Butterfingers. All right, Butterfingers are good, but they get stuck in your mouth. Yeah, see, Butterfingers on the low ball uh, too, man. Wow. I okay. I ain't really a fan. But oh man! <laughs> you catch me with some Reese's. You got some Reese's, man. I'll be your best friend, man. Okay, okay, I, I can see that. I, I was, I'll give you that one. I mean, Reese's baller. I but man, Butterfinger though. The only thing that would hold me back on Butterfinger <laughs> is it gets stuck to your mouth because it, it does get stuck in your teeth, and you'd be like, bro, man, like, listen, that's just like you. You might as well just go eat a peanut butter sandwich or something. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> How about this? Listen, this what you do. You go eat a you go eat a butterfinger, right? Huh? Without getting none to drink. If you make it through the whole thing and swallow the whole thing with no drink, no. bro, you got it. No, I can't I can't do that. I have to have some milk. I'm not even that's gonna lie. That's what I'm saying. That's just like <laughs> that's just like eating a whole peanut butter sandwich. You might as well get your peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> no jelly. No none just, at all. just straight dry, just <laughs> bread and peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> that's what that tastes like to me, man. It's too like I can't if I can't eat it and don't need a drink like a Snickers. You yeah. can take a Snickers and you don't need a Mountain Dew or something to back it down. You, <laughs> can, you can just eat the, eat, eat the Snickers on its own. But Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I said, candy bar-wise, I, I, it's tough for me to choose the one I hate or, or the worst tasting one. But I will tell you a candy I do not like, and that is good and plenty. It's like the one the ones that come in the purple and white box, and they ha it's like licorice. It is the worst yeah, I know what you're talking candy about. I've ever I know exactly had. What you're talking about. It is a disaster. I don't know what were people thinking. Was like, we're going to make these good and plenty. It's worst name for it. It's worst name for it. That's just, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> I, 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 I know I'm exactly not what you're talking about, too. Oh, they God, like, uh, Those taste like the little old, not the strawberry candies. Yeah. The strawberry candies, the strawberry candies be good. It's the other kind that the I know, I know. having in there, the little purple ones. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a little jawbreaker, but they're not jawbreakers. No, man. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of them. And they, they are nasty. They are yeah, nasty. they taste just like them. They taste just alike. <sighs> it's, it's, it's the worst. It's the worst. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was the George Campbell version of Quick Ones. And, George, before we get off of here, once again, man, I truly appreciate you coming on and, and joining us here for Episode 12 of One on One. And uh, before we go, I got this last question for you. You know, what goals do you have going into this season and, and, and what, are you, what goals you want to reach? And last but not least, the legacy. What legacy do you want to leave 
uh, the game of football when it's said and done? Uh, you know, first off, goal, my number one goal is, you know, let's make the team. Um, right. You know, that's the number one goal. I got it in my phone. I uh, got it written down is making the team. But secondly, I want to be able to not just make the team, but impact people around me. Um, you know, like I say, the game of football is a business. Um, you never know how long you're going to be with a team, you know. Right. I might be with a team for six days, but in them six days, I want them to, to feel me and, and to know, like, I made a presence in this in this building, in this room. So, you know, I might be there for six days, but once the six days over with, they're going to say, y'all remember that guy we had in here, you know, George Campbell, such and such. So that's my second thing. I always want to leave an impact and be able to leave something that, you know, somebody can take from what I was in and awesome. not just say I was there just to be there. Um, you know, I want to be able to live in the moment, but also impact others while I'm there. And then the last thing is, you know, just to have fun and make the best of it. Um, like I said, it's a business, so you never know how long you're going to be here. So I take everything serious and, and I take it like it's my true job because this is what I'm getting paid to do now. So right. I want to make sure that I have fun with it at the same time and make it to where I enjoy it. But as far as a legacy and, and what I want to leave, I say I just want to be able to leave, like I say, leave my mark. Um, I want to make it to when, I, when I'm not in the room, um, you know, I'm in the conversation of the room. And when I'm in the room, I'm also a conversation in the room. Um, you know, you want to make it like that in good ways. Um, I right. want to always make it to where somebody can can talk good about me and never have something bad to say, um, no matter what aspect it is in life. Football, you know, if I'm accountable on this football player or if somebody can call on me and just talk to me, you know, that's the type of legacy you want to be able to leave. And, and that's something I want to do. I want it to be where people are celebrating me while I'm here, not just when I'm gone. Awesome. I, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. That's this is my man, George Campbell of the New York Jets, coming in here, yes, episode 12 of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We got more guests coming down the road, but truly appreciate you all tuning in for episode 12 here of one-on-one. I'm Darrell Lawrence. Until next time. One, 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 one. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Maker Sports Network.